beat. The devil bowed his head because he knew that he'd been beat. And he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet. Johnny said, devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best as ever been. He played, found a mountain, run, boy, run. Devil's in the house of the rising sun. The chicken in the bread pan, I'm picking out dough. Granny, we don't fight no child, no. Welcome to the Black Cast. Yes, indeed, we are going to talk about Daredevil. That's why we had a devil song. And I scared Amy because Amy <laughs> hasn't been on the Black Cast often enough to know that, Jeff, how does every episode of the Black Cast usually start? Hail Satan. No, 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 no. We cut that part out. Oh, After sorry. we draw the pentagram on the floor. My yeah. bad. Yeah. You should have been more specific. Yeah. The actual part that the audience hears. How does it usually start? Uh, I forget. I never listen. Oh, okay. Listen into Black Oh, yeah. Listen into Black Cast. Yeah. I don't care. It's on the TV. Yeah. That's right. And, and Amy got featured in a freestyle on her last appearance. That was you know. fun. Yeah. What? I was we all sure which part you were We all asking. down with MTC. I was actually talking about... Welcome yeah. to the market. Yeah, that yeah, was great. That was Watching her, I, that's Literally the second time that that's yeah. happened, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're all here uh, to talk about Daredevil. Uh, it is I, Christian Black, at Christian DMZ, and joined by the aforementioned scared straight, yeah. scared straight, <laughs> Amy Cassandra Martinez. Where do people find you? Yeah, I'm scared. Right You're just now. too okay. scared to give your plug? No, I'll, I'll do it. I'll suffer through <laughs> it. You can find me at, at Naked and Afraid on NBC. <laughs> Whoa! Um, you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And um, making her triumphant return, Zia Landerson. Zia Anderson, where do people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Zia underscore land. And I'm also really, 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 really excited that on my second occasion here, you got me a black ass mug. That's right. Yeah. Amy uh, also gets a black ass mug. Jeff, I need yours back because you already have one. No one gets two except me. Oh, if I can't have it, no one can. I'll have another. That would have been amazing. If you drew it against the wall and broke one of these flat screen TVs. TVs. It was like it was just for a bit that wasn't even on camera. But think of the sound effect we would have gotten. It's called Amy being committed to yeah. the bit, Christian. And all, no one more committed to the bit than Jeff Duray on yeah. Twitter and Instagram it's at a, Jeff Duray. It's all a big joke. You can find me at Jeff Duray. <laughs> anyway, the reason we're here, all of us, is to talk about season three of Daredevil. Yeah. And there's so much to say, and not nearly enough time to say it, but uh, I thought we should just get started and just uh, overall impressions first. Uh, and I think this time I would like to be a gentleman and go ladies first. Jeff, what? Oh! <laughs> what did you think of season three of Daredevil? On the whole, highlights, lowlights, any, anything that you want to just sort of give it an all-encompassing review well, I thought it was just fantastic. Um, I was being a girl. That was good. A lady. No, that was good. That was good. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was really good. I thought that this was... I was surprised at how good of a job they did, just because <laughs> it's. it was a weird thing, because I hadn't finished this season by the time they were canceling everything. I was just kind of like, uh, is this a bad sign for, <laughs> for what's happening in the show that's I'm just starting to watch right now? But it was fantastic. It I really liked the, the Poindexter character, uh, Bullseye. I really liked that for the first time in one of these 
Marvel shows, I really felt like the villain or kind of villainous character was an actual threat. Like, anytime Daredevil or anybody was around uh, Bullseye, you had the legitimate feeling that, like, well, he could just peg you with something. You're, you're like, definitely close to getting killed or very badly hurt. And that was exciting because it's like until that point, all we'd had was like Electra, where it's or uh, Wilson Fisk, where it's like yes, they're deadly up close, but that's it. Like yeah, they have people who can get to you. Yeah, but the idea that if you're in a room with Dex, or odds are pretty good that you're going to end up. But dead. not even like if you're across the alley, yeah, that's a good point. floor up, <laughs> yeah. and he can see your reflection, he'll fucking hit you. That's something. That's something that they haven't had in the Marvel shows, in my opinion, in terms of, like, true threat from a villain. And I I thought that really made it more exciting. No, because even Kilgrave, I mean, the threat is just, it's in your mind and Mm -hmm. he'll then do something. But it's not that, like, just completely unbeknownst, you know. But Kilgrave's the second best villain because it's like that was another truly great season. Because at any turn you knew that, like, there was a real threat. Like, none of her friends were safe. She wasn't necessarily... Until she realized that she was immune to the, the control, like you didn't feel like she was safe at any point. Yeah. So uh, that's something that they need to would have needed to do if they kept doing the shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, they might do more of these. We don't yeah. really know for sure. Uh, what did you think about Wilson Fisk in this season, just looming over pretty much everything that happened? I thought it was good. It was. I enjoyed it. It makes sense that they're moving it more towards him being, like, the kingpin, more of a mastermind than just a guy who can punch through a wall or whatever. Because it, it makes him, again, a better threat, a better villain. Because he's, it's like, oh, well, we tried arresting him. Well, that's completely pointless because it's like, not only can he get to the FBI, he can get up the ranks of the FBI and, like, own you. To a point where you you feel like there was nowhere to go. Like I thought that that was also really good. You, a lot of times you have characters doing stuff for like kind of bullshit motivation, but it's like when Agent Nadim is like watches uh, his boss shoot the guy that he's like confessing yeah. this stuff to, and then watch the gun get like whisked away. You can feel like, oh yeah, you're fucked, dude. Yeah. Like, you better do what they say. That's such an important part of the season too. Is uh, Agent Nadim. Played by our friend Zia J. Ali, yes. who we were able to interview on the Daredevil After Show for After Buzz, which is archived on YouTube and on iTunes, so you can go ahead and find it and uh, revisit that. That was when we did episodes 8 through 12. and 9 through 12. 9 through 12, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. And he could not believe that we stopped at episode 12. Yeah. But that was because the next week was going to yeah. be episode 13. He's like... You stopped watching? Uh, and we're like, well, we had to. We had to. It wasn't easy. It's for the show, sir. It's but show. Uh, Zia and I both did the Iron Fist after show. And as uh, listeners of Blackcast may remember, I watched all of Iron Fist season two in a weekend. And all I wanted to do was talk about the ending. And I had to talk about all these uh, this other stuff first. Uh. So I didn't do that with Daredevil. And I felt like it helped the after show. But uh, it drove me crazy. What, what did you think about, first of all, consuming the show in that way, Zia? Well, yeah, it's really hard because you want to just keep watching it, especially when it ends on big cliffhangers. Yeah. Because we have, we have the show structured where it's just chunks of, we did like, what, four episodes four at a time? Four episodes, four episodes, then, four episodes, and then one. And then yeah. one, right, which does make sense for an after show, especially for a binge-style one. But when you come to a point where you're like, oh, crap, or oh, I guess I can swear here. You sure can. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh. The bell didn't like that you swore. Damn it, bell. Yeah. It's, oh. um, I can swear here? Holy heck. <laughs> oh, oh, gee golly. Oh, Willikers. Please pretend like I didn't say that. I'm um, going to isolate that. That would be my <laughs> ringtone for you. If I get a text from you, it would be like, oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. Um, when it ends on a cliffhanger, one of the friggin' episodes that you're watching, and you have to stop for a week? Yeah. Like, that sucks. But it makes it really hard, because you really want to keep going. But I still thoroughly enjoyed the entire season. I liked it. Season one I loved, because it was the first of this type of show that I've seen. And, yeah, I mean, the first Marvel Netflix mm-hmm. show, which I, I didn't know what to expect. I'd mm-hmm. always liked the character of Daredevil. He was never my favorite Right. But I always thought he was great and, you know, well done at times, mm-hmm. depending on who the creative team was behind him. Yeah. And that was a great season. Yeah, it's season one. Yeah, it was really good. It was, And it was a recommendation because, again, we're a little bit iffy on watching it. And my uh, friend of my fiance was like, no, you'll like it. It's good. So we watched it and we're like, oh, you're right. This is awesome. Uh, and then season two I also loved, but it was a little bit, it was a bit, I loved the season, but it was a bit much going on with the hands. I love the Punisher aspect of it because I love the Punisher um, but then this season, I think they got just right. It was perfect with like th- everything that was going on, but it was a really great continuous storyline. And then you do get those psychotic characters like Dex, which, yes, Jeff, it's perfect of how much of a threat he is because a lot of the times it's just hand-to-hand combat. And I like seeing the difference between having someone that does hand-to-hand combat versus someone who's like an expert shooter or that, you know, he's a sniper or that can, like you said, throw things at you. Um, so I like seeing Matt kind of getting his ass handed to him because he wasn't used to fighting someone like this. So he had to kind of adapt and eventually overcome, and that was awesome. And then Fisk was amazing, and Nadim, I feel like he wasn't a part of the original story that we've, you know, talked about before. Yeah, I mean, the uh, we've often talked about how this season of Daredevil was uh, inspired by the Born Again storyline from Daredevil 227 through 233, mm-hmm. and it, it, it definitely is not the same story, because no. what do we always point out is different, Zia? <laughs> we do this every time. Every time we say it, what because the big difference the is... The big difference is Karen Page is not a drug addict, nor does she do pornography, and she doesn't have AIDS. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to all three... Yes. So all three. Yeah, we get a little bit of the drug addict though. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. So we get yeah. So Not so heroin, obviously but no, but okay. you know it was we'll different times. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. yeah. Different so times. you know, porn and AIDS might be around the corner, Karen. <laughs> so fingers crossed. So, but here's a here's an important thing that you just brought to my mind that I was asking myself during this season. This is what we know from Karen's story. From season one, we know her as a chick who was living in New York with her fiance that she was framed for the murder of. Correct. And now we've just gone to her backstory and basically when she was kicked out of her, her home. So did she go immediately from this situation where she basically murdered her one boyfriend to another situation where she's immediately framed for murder, then follows that up with another murder over the course of <laughs> and like they, how long? And they because call, that's what we just found out happened. And, and, they call, true, yeah. and they call Natasha Romanoff the Black Widow. Right? To mm-hmm. Karen? Anyway, um... It just sounded smart in my head. Anyway, I think that it is a departure from that story, and you're, you sort of brought that up, but it was great to see elements of it on the screen, mm-hmm. right, Zia? Yeah, no, it was. But I was, And I was going to say, too, that Agent Nadine wasn't in that story, but he fits so perfectly in yeah. the season. And I, it's just, you kind of, because you go through the entire season, the season did a great job of doing this, to me especially, where I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want Matt to kill anyone. That would be, you know, I like that he's kind of the good superhero. 
to being like, oh no, Matt needs to kill Fisk. Otherwise, yeah. he's never. He's, he's going to get away with everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing you and can do. Nadim is so important in that whole arc. Yes. And in that first episode, you would never imagine he would be that important. And I've talked about on the other shows yes. that I thought that he was going to be Bullseye. And I'm like, that too. Mm, this guy's Bullseye? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll uh, you prove it to me. And then he wasn't. So I'm like, yeah. okay. And I just I had no expectations. And he's such a great character. And a really cool guy to have on our show, such wasn't he? Such a cool guy. He was so nice. He was um, like chatting with us before it started. And that's when he gave Christian a nice little... That's right. Well, both of us really. A nice bit of tidbit of information. But it was... Uh, if you wanna, the, well, the, the you actor who played it. Dex uh, actually broke his hand when he punched through the wall in that one scene. So they had to save all of his really intense fight scenes for the end of shooting. And they're all night shoots. So for basically like a month straight, he was fighting all day, every day, <laughs> at night... And uh, obviously that was a very intense way to do it. But it, it wasn't just that actor. Everybody had to do it that way. So that's a pretty intense way to them, film right? that way. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it was fascinating. And the, other, the only kind of thing you would get, I mean, you know, that's the thing about Netflix. It's not like you have, like, director's commentary behind the scenes right. stuff. <laughs> His insight to coming on and doing the uh, being that character was uh, was great. Just a great conversation to have with uh, someone that you'd never heard of. You know, Agent Nadim was uh, a construct just for the TV series. I feel like, and I'm, it's easy to say this because it's only one with three seasons and every other so far. thing. But I'm just like, clearly Daredevil is like the most complete series mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix of from Marvel. Absolutely. Because each season had a lot of value, whereas every other show... You're kind of like, well, those were good parts, and there was some, you know, I, take it or leave it. Yeah, I think some that. of the other seasons of the other shows. Jessica Jones season one and Daredevil season three <laughs> are like the top of the mountain, okay. and then yeah. everything okay. else. I, I, see, I knew where he was going. And yeah. I knew, yeah. I knew you were going to watch gonna, it. She was no, about to dash this place. Jessica Jones season one was, until this, was probably still my favorite season because it was so good yeah. on its own. It didn't mm-hmm. need anybody else. It didn't need Claire Temple or anything. Yeah, which, by the way, I love Claire Temple. <laughs> but She was useless in Jessica Jones. She patched up some wounds. She was very they, useful. She, for those people she, that were hurt. Yeah, she right. was literally there to take away from the characters what was innate about <laughs> them. Like, they're superheroes who don't get hurt. So they're like, well, we have a nurse character. What do we do? Uh, we'll make <laughs> them get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Amy, what did you think of season three uh, on the whole? And the what were whole. some of your favorites? On the whole, it was one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. No exaggeration there. Um, I think just going into the the yeah into the final season that we've had so far, not final ever. Um, let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, I think that the expert expectations were super super high, and all the trailers that we got and like teasers and all of that, they looked really good, and we knew they were going to focus on the born again storyline, but. Like dang, it was so good. The the quality of it, the music, the action sequences. Heck, that one freaking shot, that one sequence. Oh, that's in the prison. Just the one, uh huh. Yeah, that dude. is one of the best so things. So good. Ever, yeah. ever that's ever been done. I don't care what people say. What is it? At me or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Come at, at me. By the way, I think that that was the end of no. episode four. Yes. I think. And you had Three to or stop. four. And I had downloaded four episodes from my flight back from New York. Oh. 
And also, I had to stop. That's yeah. why I only downloaded four. It was because I was doing the after show. I knew at that point. Uh, I, I was a late addition to that after show, but uh, I was happy to be there. That's a for welcome tr- addition, yeah. sir. Thank you. <laughs> you don't have to say that, but I appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, so I watched that, and I'm like, but what's next, yeah. Matt? And, you know, Foggy and Karen and everybody. But oh. we, we haven't even talked about Foggy Bear yet. Yep. Foggy Bear! Foggy. Yes, I love how much we got, um, you know, like, backstory from Foggy, like, not backstory, but kind of, like, with his family, and then even Karen, you know, that whole episode that was just dedicated to her. I think that they were able to, in this season, really delve deep, because we already know these characters, but for them to even have have more depth is even more exciting. Yeah, that Karen episode, to me, first of all, was great, but it's also, it it demonstrates to me the importance of having 13 episodes to work with. I think if you had 10 episodes, you can't spend, and look, it's not the entire episode because they did then advance the story, but you would have had to sprinkle the flashbacks in. It wouldn't have been as in-depth. I really liked the way it was like, all right, we're going to take a little step back Mm -hmm. and we're going to take a look at this. And, you know, you can do that with comic books and things. I, I, you know, in a show that you can binge, you know, like a weekly series that aired on a network, people might get annoyed if oh, you yeah. like, do a detour to a whole Karen. But you're like, well, I know as soon as this is over, I can watch the rest of the story. So I was glad they had it. And I thought it was really interesting backstory. And Jeff, how much did you like Party Karen? Party Karen? <laughs> oh, she was great. Thank you. Fantastic. Fantastic. She looked like yeah. a real good time. <laughs> She's my favorite Karen. <laughs> no, no shirt Karen. That's oh, that's one. true. Yeah. yeah. Shirt on the beginning of that. Yeah. yeah. The best part about that whole scene was like, for that whole ice luge scene, I was like, this is really irresponsible. You're supposed to be running away right now. This yeah. is not a good place to hide. You are at a party. Yeah. You are exposed. Uh, so that stood out for you, uh, yeah. obviously, Amy. And uh, what what else were some other uh, other high points? Um, the whole relationship between um, Matt and his mom, basically. Like, we don't... He doesn't know that that's his mom, and so we kind of have a feeling... But until he finds out, like, that tension there, and because you know that she, she knows, obviously, that she's his mother, but he doesn't know, but you know, all of that, it's just so exciting to watch. It's just, it's so much fun, and I think, I, I'm Catholic, I was, you know, I grew up Catholic, I worked at a chapel for, like, four years, so Whoa. to have, yeah, it was, it was really fun. Um, Working to, at the chapel, and um, we're... Did you get married at that chapel? Yes, I did! <laughs> Love yeah, that. it was it was so much fun. But you know, to to watch all of these action sequences and just you know, very horrifying things in a church was also like whoa. But also great job, guys, because that looked really good. So yeah, I think that also hit hard because it was I don't know, it was so good. And that's the thing that even about that one episode that it's just like standalone Karen. I think that sometimes that could easily have gone south. Like, if they just didn't do it justice and if it was... They didn't have good, you know, casting also because... Tangent, side little tangent. Um, <laughs> side little... We, uh, we don't do that on the okay, podcast. Okay, cool. Well, it's going to happen. Uh, Stranger Things. There was that one episode this last season where they focused on... Which the... I didn't finish. What? Uh, just, the right. new one's not so, coming out until 2019. Speaking, speaking yeah, of tangents, so I watched a few of them, my wife watched a few of them, and then it was, hey, let's finish it together. And then neither of oh. us watched anymore. Oh, my God. So, Famous last yeah. words. <laughs> anyway, it was when she was in New York last year for okay. a month. And then, so, and then she came back and, oh, no time for Stranger Things. 
Anyway, your thought is yeah. fine, but I wanted to point out that just for me, yeah. having not finished I, it, I won't get it spoiled. Don't you. worry, I won't get in there. But the Demogorgon was really a lady. Oh, uh, damn it! Why did you say it that? It was Demi no. Lovato Gorgon. It's <laughs> probably my favorite thing you ever said. Good I wish one. I could call this episode that. Do it, Demi wow. Lovato Gorgon. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Maybe, but yeah, like that one episode, it wasn't as fun and it felt like what let's just get back to the real story even though we all love 11 most of us love 11 it just didn't feel right but the way that they did it in daredevil it just it worked and i know there's some people that maybe aren't huge karen page fans i don't know who you guys are <laughs> i'm sure they exist but they did a good job so even if you're not a huge fan you still appreciated it because it was good and it was just like whoa that's how it happened all right here we go did i get to tell you amy that i met her <gasps> no she came into the restaurant i work at and she was uh, one of my tables uh-huh. the day after we interviewed jaylee mm-hmm. um so i got to tell her that and tell her where <gasps> i was what a did big she fan say? she said thank you so much she was really nice she introduced herself and shook my hand and um, I told her my name and blah, blah, blah. And I told her I was a big fan of the show and I loved her on it. And she said, oh, thank you so much. And told me good luck with everything with this. She was very sweet. Oh, she my was very God. Sweet. Where's the part where you said, hey, would you like to be on the black cast? Or the, I don't know, the Daredevil after show? The Daredevil after show? Considering I know. you're a star of Daredevil? I should have. I just, I no, felt so like no, weird I, and I, awkward yeah, being like. Yeah. Just be like, I yeah. loved you on Blue Bloods. Was she on Blue Bloods? No, she was on True Blood. She was on oh, True Blood. Oh. That's, see, now, that's just me not being smart. That's funny. <laughs> um, but and now, but I have since said, here, here's the, the way to play it where you don't make the person feel like they're on the spot, which is, uh, if, you know, we'd love to have you on, who's your publicist? Because I, you don't want to make them feel like they have to say, okay. Yeah, you know? you're right. So, and I'm going to remember that. And I have cards made for this specific reason. I got cards made. For things like this. What, did it, what do these cards say? Hey, yeah, come on our on show. You? No, it just says the Anderson host and then with my number and all that stuff. Oh. Oh, okay. okay. It's and just on like the back it's it says hosting. definitely not fake. Definitely, <laughs> definitely a real host. Um, speaking of, uh, well, uh, at some point we were talking about uh, the movie Mallrats. Uh, at some point we talked about that. Uh, the original uh, View Askew uh, business cards used to say View Askew. We'll put anything in our mouths. Parentheses. Just kidding. We make films. Uh, they took that away at some and point. Whoa. They were they were helped initially by which of the Weinstein's? Bob. Ah, okay. oh, Bob, Bob okay. was actually the one that that uh, Kevin liked. But to be fair, Harvey was the one who got convinced to buy Clerks. Oh. But Bob was the one that he always Kevin Smith always talked favorably about. Mm. Tarantino, on the other hand, loved Harvey. And so he was in a bit of a spot. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I've been at uh, I've been at an Emmy party with uh, Quentin Tarantino, and uh, yeah, not surprised. But anyway, back to uh, (laughs) that's my Me Too story. No, 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 no. (laughs) oh no, Uh, just maybe it had a couple of cocktails. I got a picture with him though. Anyway, what tales? Cocktails. Ducktails. Ducktails. Definitely ducktails. I really thought you were asking. I was like, I'll answer. Like, like, like no, he no, just no, said no, it. Whatever, funny, like, you would be so good on this show. Yeah. You're definitely perfect. You're both perfect. Will, don't come back. Um, oh, sad, though. Uh-huh. He'll hear that and be no, no, no. <laughs> Good one. Good joke. 
Um, okay. Uh, good joke. Jokes all around. We've talked a lot about the show, and you know we're not going to break down all the episodes because we don't have 13 hours, or do we? But we haven't really talked enough Before about... Before I forget, I'm yeah. sorry. I keep thinking of this, and I wanted to just say, I, I disagree with what you were saying, only in that it was great that this season had 13 episodes because this is one of the seasons where they actually had 13 episodes worth of content. Mm-hmm. I would rather some of the other Netflix Marvel shows been eight episodes or ten episodes or nine episodes and just done the right amount of episodes for the story they were trying to tell instead of trying to like jam a story into a certain number of episodes because it was those filler moments and filler episodes that were hurting some of the other seasons mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i've uh, <coughs> as much as i like luke cage i think both seasons had mm-hmm. that point where like uh, less episodes they could have you know and i thought season two of luke cage was better because it was more streamlined yeah. Mm-hmm. uh but yeah uh, i think that this worked i still feel like this worked at 13 episodes but uh uh so Anyway, what I did want to move on to was somebody that we hadn't talked nearly enough about, and it is indeed Foggy Bear. Uh, it, it well, is. we just call him Foggy. Well, I mean, his name is Foggy, but he... But it is Foggy. He's Foggy. Foggy. Foggy Bear, uh, who is... He's, he's, he's Marcy's Foggy Bear. Well, and no, Amy, it's an unnecessary aren't, nickname. aren't we going to be interviewing Marcy? Yeah. So how many times do you think we're going to say Foggy Bear in that? Ten million. Of, yeah. It's okay. Like it's it's a love hate relationship with that name. I get it, but like I don't know. Foggy Bear. Yeah. If someone called, if I had a nickname, if I had a name that you could do a nickname like that with, and my significant other called me by that name. I might have to throw the nearest thing next to me at their faces. <laughs> but what, okay, so Zia, the only nickname Zia. I've ever come up with you is uh, Zeophobia. That's the only one I can really Ooh. have, which well, I think works though. That's fine because and a you lot hate of... foreigners. <laughs> 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 that's terrible. Zeomorph. Because, oh, oh See, that's a little bit less less divisive. Yeah, so let's your, not your call ideals me a are super so alien to me. One. Um, Nice. She liked it. Decided the desk. This is the East German judge. You got a four point two on that. Anyway, go ahead. No, I was gonna say a lot of time my family too also called me ZZ and that turned into ZZ Top. Ah. So my family called me ZZ Top. I, I like that a lot. So, oh my gosh. So that one can stay. I'm that like, one's okay, a little that's a Lagrange. Cool I really like that one. I didn't want to yeah. like that. I didn't want to like it, but you know. Come on, nice Texas girl doesn't get ZZ Top references. Oh, I get ZZ Top. I didn't get uh, the Lagrange. Uh, like strange. <coughs> it's like a British. Uh-huh. It's, like, it's like a British. That, that's, like a that, British that's slang. Their, that's their song though. Lagrange is. Yeah. It's the one that goes. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, anyway. I didn't know that's what it was called. That's, yeah. Well, you yeah. Know, right. the more you, you know. know. <laughs> so what are we gonna say about Foggy Bear though? This oh, was a yeah. this was a great season for Foggy. I thought he had a great arc. He kind of found his morals a little bit after, you know, working for the big firm for the big paycheck. It wasn't really his choice. Matt kind of made that happen. But I think that he the he's so consistent the whole time. Matt was so torn back and forth, up and down, you know, and Foggy was just this rock at the center, like, you have to do it by the book. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, he's a lot like at least so far, the way that we've seen Misty Knight in this series, where it's like you can you can bend the law, but you can't break it. You have to really follow these things by the book. Matt, I know you want to kill him. There's a better way. I have he has to believe that the system works, and I I just love the idea that he could have been a district attorney. Yes, right now. Uh, but he. <laughs> 
for the sake of, uh, for the good of the city, for the good of Hell's Kitchen, he uh, stepped aside. So, uh, Amy, I'll start with you because you went last the previous time. What did you think of Foggy's arc this season? I freaking loved it. I really, I think the first season we kind of see him sort of in Matt's shadow a little bit. And, and in the second season, he steps out a little bit. But this one, the fact that, like, he's... Him and Karen both have to, like, kind of move on without Matt at the beginning really shows you how much chaos can happen. But also, like, who they are as people, as individual people. And, I mean, even just getting, you know, his family, you know, viewpoints and everything, I think we got to understand who he was more. And the fact that, like... I mean, I I think it's super relatable that he wanted to leave that kind of lifestyle, you know, the fact that he could have taken over the store, all of that, but he wanted to leave that to pursue what he wanted to do, and I think that's so freaking relatable, and I really like that we got that storyline from him. Um, Also, like, trying to help his brother out, that stressed me out. That annoyed me, because I was like, stop it! Like, Foggy's, like, I love Foggy, but I think Foggy's more, I don't know. I don't know, I, it, it annoyed me, because I was like, it's not his job to help you, like, yeah, I get it, family, whatever, but I'm just, I think I'm always on the side of Foggy, so it and was just stressful. Speaking of his brother, really, they're related, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. what, what did you think of uh, whom I will only refer to as Foggy Bear uh, this season, Zia? <laughs> um, I love Foggy always. He's just such a heartwarming character. And he's so, and I've said this before, and I just love this so much about him, how loyal he is. Yeah. Like, he, when Matt stole his, what is it, his bar ID yeah. to get into the prison, <gasps> yeah. got, you know, Foggy obviously didn't get in too much trouble for it. But he, but you know, he, he got, got in it, trouble. Yeah, yeah like, trouble, that's yeah. not something that anyone would take lightly. And just all the stuff that Matt does, pretending to be dead, making them worry, making them mourn him, and then he comes back just to tell them to leave him alone and just through all of that foggy comes from this place of like understanding and knowing where his friend's coming from and even when karen gets really pissed off at him at matt foggy is there to be like look this is matt he's our friend you know he's hurting and Mm -hmm. we still have to be there for him even though he's done all of this to us and just his loyalty and what a just a ridiculously good person he is and yes amy i have to agree with you with his brother and when he was trying to get him that really irritated me as well i was like come on dude like he's off doing something he want him to work at a not that working at a deli is like some terrible thing. No, but, but I mean, when he's, he's a, he's a, a high powered lawyer, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like you need him to, you know, step out of the race because you took a bad loan. You know, it's like you're an idiot. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> clearly he's an idiot. Uh, Jeff, what did you uh, think of of Foggy and the whole Nelson family uh, this season? I thought he was good this season. I feel like it was his arc was over the three seasons, right? Like, in the first season, he's kind of the goofy best friend who's, like, there because he's, like, he isn't a total idiot, but he's a little bit, like, he he's treated like shit by Matt insofar as, like, he's just like, oh, he doesn't, he can't handle this. And then he eventually finds out, and he's kind of working with a secret. And then in the second season, you have, like, that conflict that, hey, why did you put me in this position? So he's... He's in a, a relatable position, but he's a little bit annoying because it just you kind of feel like, okay, get we get it. Like, you don't want him to be Daredevil, but he's going to be fucking Daredevil, so, like, stop bitching. And this season, it was like, instead of just being upset with everything Matt did, like, I think the, the ID, stealing of the ID was a perfect example. Like, he didn't even seem like he was mad about that. He was just kind of like, all right, I understand. My friend's doing these things. Because as much as it is like selfish in some ways, like he's he's doing this to save us. Like he's doing it for a larger purpose. And he's 
trying to take the right actions even if i don't agree with all of them so instead of just like bitching about it or telling him not to like what can i do to make it better to like push the needle and so it was i i really appreciated that about him this season was he was in 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 some of these shows you have their support characters and they're more just like the handicap like the somebody who needs to be in danger so that the hero has some reason to do something and I like it I'm when sorry, Lois Lane's phone just buzzed and said, Who dis? <laughs> <laughs> New fall, who dis? <laughs> so I'm just like, I, I appreciate a character with a purpose. Yeah. So, basically. Yeah. Uh, I th- and look, that's the, the great thing is like, you know, you have these quote unquote side characters like Foggy and Karen who are really major characters and they're so important. And what you see at the end of the season is how much better everything is for the three of them if they would just work together. How many times, Zia, did Karen drive us crazy when she's like, well, I know how I'm going to make everything right. I'm going to try and make Wilson Fisk so mad that he hits me. Despite the fact that if Wilson Fisk hits you, you'll go flying through the wall and uh, you will definitely be dead. There'll be no one doing surgery on your back at the end in a little extra credit scene. Uh, Just to, to put on that, like... Well, you understood the reason why she was doing it. Absolutely. But I hope everyone realized after the certain point, like, we all found out that if she had been successful in that, like, if he had murdered her on video, it would have just gotten covered up. Like, the people watching that video were on his payroll. It was over. So it would have just been like, okay, well, let's take the video and uh, we'll just cut it back to, we'll just loop that part where you were making soup. Yeah. You know? She would have just been on another one of those fucking tarps. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I understood that idea, but there were so many times, but it just showed how well everything went if they let Foggy in and Matt obviously needed a long time to realize how useful it was because he's like, I don't even want to be Matt Murdock anymore. Well, you know, Matt Murdock, being Matt Murdock is kind of useful, you know, because you can't always be Daredevil. So, Mm -hmm. um, Jeff, what did you think about uh, seeing all of them work together and sort of the way that the the season uh, climaxed and the way that we usually do this show? If you say a word like climax. I'm so sorry. Oh. You guys. (laughs) Oh, it was a good... <laughs> and I'm going to let each of you take turns talking about what it was like to see them all working together and the way that the season climaxed. Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, as I it was basically the point I made before. I, I love when they're working together. I love when they're an actual team with a purpose. It's more like, um, I mean, it's not the exact same, but it's more like one of those ensemble movies where all the stories line up. Like when ev- what every all the characters are doing actually like leads to the end and it's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that. I know it's crazy. These really basic story things. Oh my God. When you do them right, they work. Mm -hmm. Well, and I just love the fact that because you see them together in the first season and I love the way they work together there and kind of seeing them fall apart was a little bit sad. So in the third season, I was kind of mourning their camaraderie and their, their team that they had going And so when you finally get to see that at the end, you're like, thank God. And, you know, as much as I love I love Matt, he can be stubborn as all hell, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to constantly do things on his own and Mm -hmm. leave his friends behind. And you're like, you can use them. They can help you. So it was nice to see them coming back together and being a team. 
It's also like they each have their own strengths, so they mm-hmm. just need to be like smart about it and use each other nicely. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that last, I think it was, well, it was one of the last scenes. It wasn't like post credits or whatever, but you see them all come together and they're sitting in the deli and uh, I think, who is it? Foggy? I think that writes down, yeah, Foggy yeah. writes down the new oh, name. Yeah. And on then a new napkin. On the title a new of episode napkin. 13. Yes. Uh, that, I was like, I know what you're doing. I only just put that together now, you guys. What do you mean? <laughs> oh. that, that was the title of the episode. Of the episode. I didn't even know so, that. I didn't know the ti- episode title, so I don't feel yeah. bad. So. Yeah, so, yeah. so do we know everything we need to about the public schools in Hawaii now? <laughs> yes, okay. absolutely. Just want to make sure. Um, but yeah, just seeing hey, that. Would you use one word for hello and goodbye? We know that you're cutting corners. Hey, I love that you guys do that. It's very thrifty. You see, it's oh, an economy yeah. of words. I'm sorry. We got very sidetracked. Sorry, it's okay, me. guys. It's okay. <laughs> it's uh, what we do. One of the last scenes where they're just there and Foggy writes that and then they're all, you know, it's pay, uh, Paige. No. No. Mur- that's, she suggests that. But yeah, it's, uh, pay, it's Nelson yeah. and Murdoch and, and Paige. Because yeah. it was always Nelson that. and Murdoch was the name of the, yeah. the law firm in the comics. So they, yeah. they stuck to that. And I like she said. But, and then we talked about this on the Daredevil After Show and I think on Marvel. TV Weekly, mm-hmm. that it's the nice shout out that you get in there. It's like, well, you're you're, you're a more reliable investigator than Jessica Jones. Oh my god! <laughs> That's all it took. Yeah. It was just a little like nice yeah. shout out. Oh, cameo of your name. Like, oh, just oh. just <laughs> remind us of the universe. Thank you. Here's the thing: like I, this season of Daredevil was my favorite out of all Netflix things. So that technically means that Jessica Jones is not number she, one. She bumped down to number two now. She's bumped down to number two. Mm. But like, I freaking love her. And so I you're think s- it's so you're saying that like women are just below men? Amy learned how to do the angry bell. That's right. That's Uh that's like if if my wife says, Have you been using the business credit card again? <laughs> <laughs> it just stops. The bell is turned against you, yeah. Christian, for that one. It's like, nope. The, the bell must only be used for good. <laughs> Obviously, for me personally, this season worked so well because every scene of every episode, whether he's in it or not, whether he's imaginarily standing in the back talking to Matt, Wilson Fisk looms over every second of this show. And I think that helps. It helps that he was barely in season two. Because if he'd been in season one and season two just as much, mm-hmm. I would have gone into it like, okay, great, more Kingpin. Uh, a show that we're very uh, harsh on on this podcast, which I don't even watch anymore, is Gotham. Because they fell in love with the actor who played the Penguin. The Penguin, who is not Batman's best villain. And they had to get the Penguin in every single episode. Oof. He's not that good. Vince D'Onofrio is amazing, and they knew like you can't mm-hmm. have him in every season. So he was so great this season. I love that they had him in the white suit. I, I love that device that actually he was talking to Matt when he wasn't there. The fact that he was included in Dex's flashbacks. Just so much... Uh, Vince D'Onofrio, look, always great, but he's so good as the kingpin that I hope... If for some reason there aren't any more of these Daredevil shows on Netflix, that the Kingpin moves over to the the Marvel Cinematic Universe because, and and no one else should ever play the Kingpin. It's kind of like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Mm-hmm. We're gonna need a while. 
before mm-hmm. we're going to be okay with somebody else. I can't imagine anyone else, you know, rest in peace, Michael Clark Duncan. You did a noble attempt in the Daredevil uh, theatrical movie, which uh, I don't know if either of you ladies even saw. I don't but think so. It's, uh, let's no. just say flawed. Ben Affleck is Daredevil. Oh, no, I did see that. Oh, yeah. God, I was a kid. Yeah. I was like, no, this is... <laughs> Even as, a, as like, a pre-teenager, I yeah. think, is what I was. Well, I was like, usually, Colin Farrell as Bullseye? I mean, no. as casting goes, not a bad idea. The execution... Uh, Jennifer Garner as Electra. Yep, I, I loved her that. on Alias. Like, it yeah. could have worked. It was one of her many aliases. <laughs> one of her aliases that she doesn't use anymore? Mrs. Ben Affleck. But anyway... No. I, Oh, I like doing this. Yeah, no, that's your favorite. That's your favorite way to use it. Yeah, I might have to move it closer to Zia now. I don't know. No. Well, I don't do that because the only reason I'm not dinging it more is because it's so far away from yeah. me, and I have to. But you have freakishly long arms, Mister Fantastic. That's true. <laughs> uh, so uh, I bet my arms are longer. Well, oh, I wish people could see the way that you're both like stretching out. Um, so I just, I was just so happy, and for me, the Kingpin is. He's a he's a great Daredevil villain, but for me, he was always a Spider-Man villain because that's where he first appeared. I think Amazing Spider-Man 50, but I'm not as good with those things as I used to be. And he's a, such an important part because a lot of the criminals in Spider-Man in, were involved in organized crime early on. Green Goblin, later Hobgoblin, etc. A lot of the goblins. But he was so great, just this, like, this determination to destroy Matt Murdock whom he figures out is Daredevil this season. We had a, a little discrepancy, mm-hmm. Zia, didn't we, when we started doing the Daredevil after show? We did. Is that there were some on the panel who uh, are not here who thought <laughs> that he learned last season that Matt was Daredevil, and, and I remembered that he just suspected. Yeah. And he started to be really sure of it, but who goes and makes sure that he confirms his belief that Matt Murdock is Daredevil? Oh, the is... work of our Karen again. Oh, Karen. <laughs> Karen. 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 Karen again. But, uh, Jeff, I wanted to kind of talk to you. I want to talk to all of you, but I wanted to mm-hmm. start with you about just... <laughs> I'm going to only talk to Jeff now. We're gonna man- we're gonna mansplain. We're going to mansplain the kingpin to you. Oh. So mm-hmm. he's the it's kingpin, king- not queenpin. Uh but wow. however, wow. that could be <gasps> Vanessa. Yeah, oh. I love the way he says <laughs> Vanessa. If they do that, this Denufrio has had enoughrio. Do you like that? That was just for you. That I, wasn't even for people listening at all. That was the psych. I made you think I was gonna hit the bell, and then I took it back. There you go. You like, no, I didn't earn it. I stole it from Bojack. Did you? Vincent D'Onofrio has a cameo in BoJack where he's playing Mr. Peanut Butter's character before Mr. Peanut Butter takes over. And he's like in this scene doing some stuff and he quits the show. And literally, it's Vincent D'Onofrio voicing Vincent D'Onofrio. He says, This D'Onofrio has had enoughrio and walks off. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really also good. the 200th episode of The Blackcast where Jeff has talked about BoJack. Bojack. Congratulations! Uh, all right. So, uh, your thoughts? Of I've only been on seventy-five episodes. That's that's um, a lie. But that's a, that's definitely a lie because you came <laughs> on right after episode one hundred. Don't don't wait for the translation. You're confusing me. Um, talk about uh, the kingpin this season, and of course, Vincent D'Onofrio's Anufrio portrayal of him. <laughs> I thought he was fantastic this season. I thought he showed us a, a range of emotion. We got back to that imposing threat that he was in the first season, right? I remember we were watching a scene, and it was like, 
I, I can't remember if it was one where he actually did hurt somebody or, like, almost did. And I was like, yeah, remember he smashes people's heads with car doors until they're, like, popped? This guy is not calm. He doesn't just, like, calmly react to things. Um, that reminds me of something. Uh, Jeff, can you give me your jacket? <laughs> that was just a crazy scene. Because yeah. that guy's like, yeah. I don't think I want to give him my jacket. And then you should know if he wants your jacket, no matter how fast that car is going, you open the door and you just you yeah. roll out. Yeah. It's going to be better than what happens next. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. I And it's just because you gave me bad news when I was already in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I... And, but we got that and we got the meticulous planner. So we got more of, like, that full character up from him this season. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that. Because the thing about the Kingpin, at least from... You know, probably I've seen him more in in, uh, cartoons than in the comics, is that he was always, like, he was always more than just... Like, he he would fight, you know, punch, whatever. He always was super strong. Yeah. But it was never his physical threat that made Kingpin a good villain. It was, like, he was either going to bring in the people that were going to mess you up, or he was going to, like, master game plan how he was going to mess you up, or, like, take it all over. And I thought that we saw that in the season. You know, the... When you first see the room behind the room, right? His secondary, yeah. his monitor to monitor the people that are monitoring him. Oh, that was like, second room, right? Oh, that was this, yeah. the perfect yeah. Wilson Fisk moment where you're like, yeah, no, he didn't just buy the hotel. He had <laughs> always planned to do this. It yeah. wasn't like he wasn't like, oh, opportunity. Yeah. He, he was like, no, I made that opportunity. It was for sale because I killed the previous owner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he made it happen. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. He's like so far ahead of uh, everyone else, and uh, it's just yeah, it's just great to watch uh, every scene that he's in. Uh, uh, for me, I think one of the best acted scenes is when he goes to get the painting back. Mm-hmm. And that woman is a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. And she just explains that, you know, basically you remind me of Nazis. And he's like, he respects her for the fact that she knows who he is. Mm-hmm. She knows what he does. And it's like, you're not going to get this painting. And, uh, you know, Vanessa would want you to keep it. And she's like, you think I'm supposed to care? And he's like, no, but that's enough for me. And that's why I'm not killing you, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he's just so great whenever you got to see him. And uh, Zia, if you'll remember our friend Jay Ali, because, you know, mm-hmm. we follow him on Instagram now, so he's our friend. We do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he said that that was, like, the first thing that he had to do on the set was shoot scenes with Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk, and that he's this enormous man in this tiny set that's a small little, the interrogation room in the prison. and But that he couldn't have been, like, a more supportive and helping actor to a fellow actor. And, you know, you always like to hear stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I thought that uh, their interactions were great, just to watch Agent Nadim be consistently played and then kind of put over a barrel, and then he's, like, stuck, and now he works for him. And then that sort of that first moment where he's like... He just basically has Nadim is the one who takes off his his ankle monitor. You mm-hmm. know, it's sort of like it's not like uh, you're going to lick my shoes now, but it's like you're going to bow literally bow down before me because I have you now. I feel like I had heard before that Vincent Nafrio was like a method actor. So you just mentioned that JLE was like sitting in an interrogation room and he was being supportive. That doesn't sound like no, a, what a method yeah, Wilson I, Fisk would have done. Yeah, so I, I was know. just wondering if you'd heard anything about that I don't think he's Daniel Day-Lewis where if he's Lincoln, you have to call him Mr. President. Mm. And despite the fact that you see him looking through his DMs and you know texting and you're like, 
but you're not a blanket, you know. So yeah, I don't think he's that level of it. I've known, I've gotten some mixed reviews of uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I knew people who worked on the Law and Order show he was on, Criminal Intent, mm. but he's always been a great actor. So I would imagine he would be good to be around with other actors. You'd probably get a very rich performance yeah. from yourself interacting with him. I would never be surprised about a bad story about an actor from like a long-running series like yeah. a Law & Order because it's like, yeah, you work with somebody every day and sometimes they were a dick. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, especially on no. shows like that where it's like you shoot eight pages a day and he's in like every scene. Zia, just talk a little bit about what the Kingpin meant to you in this season. Well, what I liked about the Kingpin in this season especially is how he did a fantastic, again, Vincent D'Onofrio with his performance, did a fantastic job of tricking you into thinking that he is a lot less powerful than he actually is. Because in the beginning of the season, I really thought that he was in prison and he had a lot of people that hated him in law enforcement and he didn't own everybody and he didn't really have much and he just was trying to get Vanessa back. He really made me believe that his entire focus was just on getting Vanessa when that was only actually a very small part of it considering all the other things that he had at play. And he's just a, he's a terrifying villain, not just for his strength, which, by the way, I never brought this up, but I was thinking it. The, I love that they sort of throw in sort of how strong he is with the, when he's doing the... Um, uh, bench oh, yeah. presses and he just throws the barbell onto the other man and like chucks it like it's made of nothing yeah or, like it's weighs nothing um so i like that they did that but i think the biggest part of or why he's so terrifying is uh his manipulation mm -hmm. he's the way he got dex yeah. oh man that was sort of a watching it, him study dex was a good scene. yes like, yeah watching as he's like starting to get into his mm -hmm. mind and then you see them like cut in and you watch him watching the scene like that i thought that was really well that, done. that was it, it was all of it was it was so great what did you think amy about just some of your some of your thoughts about wilson fisk the kingpin as portrayed by vincent d'onofrio in season three of daredevil i mean we already knew he was bad that was not a surprise though <laughs> he's a no, bad I thought guy he was just misunderstood, misunderstood in the first season yeah but it, it's kind of the same thing as what i said before is that there was more depth to his character and then getting to see him again with vanessa was mm, one vanessa. of my favorite things vanessa <laughs> was one of my favorite things because he turns into a different person and he kind of like guards himself a little bit more as to you know how violent he is reasonably so i would mm -hmm. get it um but the way that you know like she kind of ends up taking a little bit of a larger role than i think some of us had anticipated and that you know she wants to be part of his world and then you see her there and then she says something he's like yes okay it's just like it's a really cool interaction that it's completely different than the first season because of the first one he's trying to woo her yeah and now he, they're here and, and like, i was I really legitimately like surprised that she took that turn like they're they're yeah. sort of setting it up to like oh she's just not that into you wilson mm -hmm. all right clearly what she wasn't into was being left in the dark and like yeah. every time someone comes in to talk you have to say not in front of me i want to be a part of this world yeah. and that was a fascinating turn and to the extent that he was like well we're going to keep agent agent nadim alive and we're going to frame him and this will be great and she's like no i'm pretty sure that's why we have dex let's have dex take care of him and he's like Okay, which ultimately ends up being her undoing, of course, mm -hmm. because that's what Matt gets to hold over him. Um, what did you guys think about getting uh, black suit Daredevil back? You know, not the the the, the red suit. Who we only this whole season we only ever saw Dex wear it. Uh, I thought it was cool at first. 
But I, I, I really like his costumes, the Daredevil costumes. So I was a little disappointed that uh, we we didn't actually get to see him wear it. It made sense story-wise that he couldn't once there started being a fake Daredevil. But, uh, Jeff, what did you think about uh, the, the OG Daredevil suit? I, I, I agree with you that I like the suit and I like him in it, but I felt like they did it the right way. More of the... Um like the the Batman, the Nolan Batman trilogy, where it's like the suit isn't just because it's Daredevil's where he's got to wear the Daredevil suit. It's like it only was he only ever wore it when it served a purpose. You know, he first commissions the suit because he needs it in his first fight with Fisk because Fisk is so strong. He needs something to like dampen the blows so he can because Fisk is also wearing a, a suit to dampen the blows. And then in the second season, it's like, well, it makes sense. He's going to wear this costume that one conceals his identity and two is like helps him not get shot as easily. And then in this season, it makes perfect sense that he's not going to wear it because it's like, no, the daredevil is like a wanted man Two, They they've like ruined the name and reputation with what they did with Dex. It would have been confusing as for the audience to try and watch like a double daredevil fight. Um, <laughs> it's like double dare. Yeah. It's the same thing. Hey, I love double dare. Okay. Well, you could watch a double daredevil fight. <laughs> but yeah, I thought <clears throat> I took it back after I did it. <laughs> I thought it was good. I didn't think we needed it. I think I th- I'm glad that they didn't just throw it in to pay, you know, lip service or anything. And I think that it, 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 like I said, it works for the story, but it's just it's it's what I wanted, and and they didn't give me what I wanted, and you know. <laughs> so they should have done a Green Devil. I mean, maybe you know the funny thing is, and that's what I've sort of been looking for on the computer here is the original Daredevil suit for the comics. Have you all ever seen it? I think I might. Have. It's yellow because they were afraid that parents would be upset with this yeah. character that looks yeah, like I the devil because you know comic books were you know enough trouble it didn't take long before they were like this guy's a daredevil he needs to have a red suit but so they had this kind of goofy looking yellow costume at least through the first like 10 issues so i was glad he did i'm glad matt didn't wear that is my point but uh yeah i mean look practically it it makes sense uh zia did you enjoy seeing the black suit this time around i enjoyed seeing it um not only because i just like black everything but also because um it it kind of. Jeff, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to say? You know, I've never met one. Nick, but I'm pretty sure that he might not fit that bill. <laughs> no, you're right. He's white. Um, <laughs> I got so sorry. That's 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 my fault. If I couldn't look up, at, I shouldn't have looked up at Jeff. I just no. <laughs> I felt him next to me, and as soon as he started laughing, my brain went to where his brain went, and I was like, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> other ways that can be joined. Anyway, okay. <laughs> anyway, so, back on, back, <clears throat> stay on target. <clears throat> back on Daredevil. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say it again. I was going to say it again. Mm. It kind of fits in with sort of what Matt's going through in this season also because he kind of doesn't have an identity. He's, you know, he doesn't want to be Matt. He just wants to be Daredevil, but somebody's already Daredevil, and he doesn't have a lot of resources. He can't, you know, he's kind of in hiding, and he's kind of a little bit scruffy, so I kind of like that he has the suit because it fits with who he is in this season, so it kind of just works in that aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Amy, your thoughts on the black suit? Yeah, what they said. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, much. <laughs> pretty much. I I just like that it looks like it's been through. I mean, stuff. it's more practical yeah. for yeah, like you yeah. know somebody slinks around in the shadows and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's like when you think about the red Daredevil suit. And I know that the one in the show isn't as red as in the comics. You know, and you think about Spider-Man having the red and blue. Like, hi, everybody, I'm right here. Well, with Spider-Man, it's like, I feel like a trope they do with Spider-Man is his suit always tears. 
You know, yeah. he's one of the few superheroes where it's like a yeah, consistent issue he's facing is his suit tearing up and his identity be, identity starting to be <laughs> revealed. And so I felt like, by the same token, in this one, just using the black suit is is like the same trope. It's just like, yeah, he doesn't need the suit. The suit doesn't do anything for him. He's there double no matter what. The suit has no. And I purpose. think that's yeah, that's what it comes down to. So our last point that we'll kind of talk about here is. There really is this this journey for Matt where the whole time he's struggling with his faith in everything because he feels like he's basically been a good soldier and he's done all the right things and look where it's gotten him. It he, got a building dropped on his head. You know? He also literally just saw dragon bones yeah. and immortal people, which doesn't really line up with Catholicism. Right. Also yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So, Haley's like, I know. What she's I'm like, yeah, not, not, not part you're of like, it. not nearly no. enough dragons in the Bible. No. Um, <laughs> so, and just you know, how he struggles with it and, you know, obviously uh, finding out that uh, Sister Maggie is his mother, losing Father Lantham, and getting to the point where he's going to kill someone. He's definitely determined to. And I think, realistically, it made sense for me that he did take a step back. And he's like, well, instead of killing him, why don't I make Dex so mad that he kills him? That's probably better, right? God will be like, I'm not cool, bro, but at least you didn't kill him. Gotta be like, we still got a seat for you up here one day. Don't worry. Uh, I I sort of like the way he tried to game the system. Yeah. Yeah. And, but even so, he then realizes like, oh wait, Dex is fucking crazy. So, uh, Z, I know one of your favorite scenes, especially from the finale. Hang on one second. It it deals with how crazy Dex is. What was one of your favorite scenes in the whole show? Oh my God, yes. One of my favorite scenes in the entire show has to be when he gets, um, Julie or Julia? Julie. Julie. Oh, yeah. yeah. He gets her out of the freezer, and he's driving with her in the car, and he gets up, and I I keep forgetting the agent's name that he's talking to. Yeah, me too. Agent, da-da-da, he's like, he's one of the good ones, like, talking to Julie, sitting in the car next to him. So amazing. That's exactly what I was thinking. It was just that scene. I was like, that was probably one of the best scenes where he's just like, because it was so genuine. Like, he's talking to her. He was like, oh, this is so-and-so. He's one of the good ones. Run. Yeah. Okay, bye. Yeah. And it's just great because it's like, oh, no, this is like crazy, crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This this isn't, you know, uh, a little bit. What's his last name? Norman... Bates? From Psycho? Norman Bates. Norman Bates. Norman Bates. Yeah. This is some Norman Bates shit. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, this is dressing up like your mother and yelling at yourself. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is right up there with that. And that's why Dex was so great, and I hope that if this Netflix Marvel Universe continues, we do get to see him as Bullseye. As Z and I have discussed, I would like to see him in another show. I think he would be great for the Punisher to run into. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. And I know Punisher Season 2 has already been shot, so maybe mm, we'll see it then. Words. Oh, that oh. is yeah. too soon. Too soon, Frank Castle. But I just really appreciated the journey that Matt went on and the fact that he took us with him. That's mm-hmm. the corny part. But no, just to get to watch it, it's just like, yeah, it's such a it's such a complicated character because you have so many characters who try to be good, but his faith is such a strong part of who he is, and you don't really find that in a lot of other Marvel or otherwise characters. I'm sure that someone can come up with a suggestion, but I don't 
personally know of anyone that is is so defined by their faith. Amy, what did you th- as someone who was raised Catholic? What did you yeah. think about those struggles that uh, that Matt had as he is basically trying to be the devil, but take out the devil that is Wilson Fisk? I think it's super relatable. Yeah, I think. Also, just, you know, to see, like I said earlier, the interactions between him and his mom without him knowing that that was his mom. And just, like, kind of using the church, but, like, the basement as shelter. But then also, you know, having everything go down there. I think that was so hard to watch. And even, you know, Karen trying to take away the rest of the people or trying to get them out with Bullseye still, like, killing everyone or trying to kill everyone. I think that, you know, we really see... Matt struggle with that. And I like that because I think that that's, you know, especially in a in a show like Daredevil where you're gonna have lots of action sequences. You also need to have like inner turmoil so that you feel stressed all the time. So I think that that really added to it, and they did a really good job. Yeah, it's a lot less jokey than uh, some Marvel stuff. There's definitely yeah. moments, and you have Foggy Bear for the occasional quip, yeah. but it it's true. You're pretty much nervous the whole time yeah. everything is happening in the show uh zia did you find it to to be that sort of like a oh my god this is so great but i i feel like my heart's gonna explode sort of an experience yeah definitely and even though you don't think they're gonna kill certain characters you never know what if they do yeah. what if they're like we really want it this might not be this might not go on any longer we really want to leave you guys impacted we're gonna kill karen you know, like... Yeah, look, they, they killed Ben Urich in season one. Yeah. And that's like an established character yeah. in the Marvel Universe. He writes for the Daily Bugle. He's a great character. And they killed him. Yeah, I, I thought that it was entirely possible. Yeah. Karen could die at mm-hmm. any point. Or even uh, Foggy. Uh, I probably would have cried. Uh, I, 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 I might have been very sad if, if uh, we, the world had one less foggy bear in it. Mm. Uh, Jeff, sort of your... You know, Fogging he, up. Oh, that was good. <laughs> so that, was a, that was a clean bell. You, Ooh, you, you earned it. Still. You got it still going. Yeah. It makes it hard to edit at this point, <laughs> as you know. But uh, uh, So what did, well, yeah, what did you think sort of about this struggle that Matt had throughout the whole season and the way that it ultimately wound up for him? So as somebody who doesn't love a heavy-handed religious storyline. I appreciate that in Daredevil, they use his Catholicism, which is a very important part of this character, more as just like his moral code. And it's like, you you don't see him going around being like, uh, happy day, good Christianity to you. It's like, <laughs> you know, blessed day, Father. <laughs> Holy Ghost to you all. Do religious people say that? Top of the Jesus to you. Yeah, yeah. I've heard all stuff that happens in Jeff's head, but would never happen. Top of the Jesus to you. That was my favorite. It's another title for this episode. Top of the Jesus to you. But they use it, it's like, you know, when he's facing a moral dilemma, which is important to the narrative, you know, they'll be like, hey, this person seems like there's no way to stop them but to kill them. What are you going to do about it? And so it's like, oh, let me wrestle with this. The same way that they used religion in Man of Steel, you know, it's not like they go, they remind you every day that, like, the Kents were hardcore Christians, so Superman probably went to church all the time. But they show him at a church figuring out what to do when these aliens arrive and he's basically like what do i do i'm wrestling with some like inner deeper questions and i'm trying to figure out what my values are so let me go to the place where i often have figured them out or something like that i can appreciate and get down with that as somebody who's more agnostic 
it's just such a deep story, and it's it's amazing that we get this level of storytelling in superhero content now, TV and movies. Uh, when you think back, not that long ago, as to what the standard fare was, even like not disaster, like the the Fantastic Four movies that you know have Jessica Alba and Chris Evans, they're not great, but they're also not like disaster, like train wreck level. You know, you're just like. Okay. <laughs> Not it, like the Josh Trank one? Oh, no. That's just like a moody, like, that's that all. One. That's the one from a few years ago. It's the, the 2015 really, one? Yeah, the really oh, bad Fantastic oh, Four. Oh, yeah, the no, one I that purposely you, didn't watch yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the one that, like, I only saw because it was, like, I don't Completely know, a month after dis- my son was born, and I was like, can I just get out of the house for a couple hours? I'll, I'll watch anything. <laughs> and I was hopeful because I love the characters of the Fantastic Four, and I hated how bad that movie was. It, it, it drove me crazy. But now you just have have such great storytelling that you get and it's like for something that was you know used to be called funny books well they're not that funny anymore <laughs> there's some literally funny book issue 8 your mom's dead <laughs> whoa <laughs> issue 12 you killed your girlfriend by trying to save her ouch so anyway I think that this series does a great job all the seasons of it I thought that season 2 had that scene with Frank and Matt in the cemetery talking, and I was like, this is like some of the best television, best acting I've seen ever anywhere, not just in a superhero. And I felt like we had a lot of that in season three as well. I really hope we get more. I know that the Netflix thought is, we've probably got like 100 hours of superhero content that we created, much less all the other stuff we own. So people who find it over five, ten years, they're going to have enough. Do we need to spend more money on it? My answer is yes, but Mm -hmm. I understand that they don't feel that way. So I hope that if they don't want to do more, we're able to still get more Daredevil somehow. Uh, It gets very complicated if they don't want to do it, though. I mean, I understand that Netflix is trying to compete with, like, broadcast television, and that's why they're trying to, like, crazy up the content that they're releasing. But it's like, I would be fine with just Daredevil on Netflix. If, it, if yeah. I had to make that compromise of like never Luke Cage, never Iron Fist, never Defenders, mm. and and never yeah, I would the really Punisher. like. Can we keep the Punisher? I, look? I would love to keep the <laughs> Punisher. Yeah. I would Punisher love to too. keep Jessica Jones. But I'm saying if I had to sacrifice them all and just keep this one totem pole character of Daredevil on Netflix, I could live with that. If they just put the production value and the budget into Daredevil and made every season this good, I could live with that. Amy, would you uh, be too upset that there was no Jessica Jones if they did that? Well, it's crazy that you're like, well, if I had to, like, if that happened, why? Like, well, why are you hypothetically well, saying just that? Because, like, no. well, let's be because the, the there's only so many talented, creative people and, in the world. And, so you get the best um, showrunners on one show. But also, here's the thing. Realistically, we're, we could very well have zero shows. Yeah. So he's saying if there's only one, he wants it to be Daredevil uh, because of what we've gotten so far. But that's why I asked you, wouldn't you want there to be a season four of Jessica Jones? I want... I you just want everybody? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know why you're taking away After Marvel season from two us. of Jessica Jones, you get want more Jessica here. Jones. Oh, now, see, this, now, now them's fighting words. Yeah. You came I'm close sorry. before. Season two was not nearly as good. It was, it was not nearly as good as season one. I agree. I'm not saying it was bad, bad, but because the first season was, was so, so good, good. I agree in comparison, that. it was a real letdown. No. Amy disagrees. Okay. Yeah. Zia, you chimed in with The Punisher. That would be... The, yeah, the, the t- yeah, Daredevil and The Punisher are my top yeah. two favorites, and I, it would be hard to see The Punisher go, just because of where the story is going, I mean, too. At I'm least, excited. At least we know we have season two of The Punisher, yeah. and we know we yeah. have season yeah. three of Jessica Jones. That might be For it. Now. We'll let you know. 
We'll keep an eye on it. Let us know what you think, Black Cast Nation, of all of this. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at BlackCast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Like the BlackCast on Facebook. And, of course, BlackCast.com for all of your BlackCasting needs. And me, I'm at ChristianDMZ on Twitter and Instagram. Amy, where do people find you? On all social media at AmyCassandraMTZ. And they can watch you on Marvel Movie News Thursdays yeah. at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. Yes. You'd have to do the math. I saw your eye yep. blink really quick because yeah. I put the Eastern time first because as someone from the East Coast, we don't understand it if you don't put us first. <laughs> so we need to always go first. Mm-hmm. Nick but, tells me that all the time. Yeah. I'm sorry. Where's he's Nick always, from? New York. Yeah. He's always he like, New York time. He's like, we're, that's the real we're time. Just, well, we're just used <laughs> to it like, being oh the first God. time. Yeah. No, we're very full of ourselves. Yeah. And Zia... Where do people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Zia underscore land. It's X-I-A underscore land. And um, also you can find me on Doctor Who at Sunday nights at 9 p.m. You can find me with Christian on Marvel TV Weekly at Sunday nights at 10 p.m. These Um, are Pacific times. So you East Coast people are going to have to do math and realize it's the next day. So it's midnight and 1 a.m. But all these shows are archived. You can watch them on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, and you can also download them on, uh, on, on iTunes and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Spotify. 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 Yeah. We're on Spotify, yeah. yes. Yes. Zia is on the Doctor Who panel, and at some point a few weeks from now, we will do our own little uh, little oh, recap of we're the do Doctor, a Doctor Who recap. Yeah, we where <laughs> so. maybe maybe we'll be able to be a little bit more honest about our feelings. Is that what you're trying to tease the audience? That's what I'm getting at here. Yeah. I want to be able to you know not be up Doctor Who's ass a little bit for because this season I'm just gonna tease by saying it's not my favorite. Yeah. of the entire ass. Doctor it's Who. Not her favorite ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of stinks. Yeah. <laughs> And I love Doctor Who. Anyway. Uh, and Jeff, um, <laughs> you can find me at Bladcast or on Twitter at Christian Dooms. <laughs> yeah, because if you tweet something, I'll retweet it, right? So yeah, that's probably, probably the best if, way. if you can get Christian to retweet or reply to something with my at also in it, I'll likely respond. Yeah, that's true. That, that <laughs> has actually worked. We had a whole conversation yeah. about putting this panel together to yeah. talk about Daredevil. And then Jeff woke uh-huh. up and was like, huh, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't even a huh. It was the Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, thank you so much, ladies. All three of you, ladies. Oh, you got me again. Oh, I'm so emasculated. Anyway, uh, we really uh, appreciate you uh, being so generous with your time. Always fun to talk Daredevil. And, of course, shout out to our friend, Will Sterling, who hasn't watched any Daredevil yet. So, at Will Sterling underscore. But he was on Criminal Minds the other night. So, uh, mm-hmm. maybe last week, maybe two weeks ago. I don't know. I can't do the math. But he was on at some point. So, good for him. He's an actor. Yay. Yeah, it's our friend. He's on the show. Good. Yeah. And Criminal Minds is a TV show. It's on CBS. That's a big deal. So, it is a big yeah, deal. It's a big we'll deal. we'll hear awesome. all about it. They're not quite as dangerous as dangerous minds, but but they are criminal. Anyway, you've been spending most of your life hating on my jokes. Hour after hour, minute after. Oh, I did it in the wrong order. Minute after minute, hour after hour. Yes, we've been spending most of our lives living, living here in, in this gangster black, black cast oh. paradise, and we'll talk more about that next time on the black cast. But half of them ain't looking what's going on in the kitchen But I don't know what's cooking They say I got to learn, but nobody's here to teach me If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can't, I guess they won't, I guess they front That's why I know my life is out of luck, fool
golly, Oh, Willikers. Please pretend like I didn't say that. 